minutes, 38 remaining. Lee by 10 points. Episode Fremantle round two taking on Essendon. Welcome, Matt Judd. G'day, mate. Still recovering from the weekend. Big weekend for Juddy, who made it over from Queensland to come watch the first home game at the Optus Yes Stadium. It was um it was a long trip, and I'm glad I came over. I'm also I donated a part of my voice to suit to uh, not Subiaco over. Well, that was Optus the, Yes to to Optus Yes Stadium. It was very um, exciting sitting but with I think, you. I think it'll be uh, one of many donations I make throughout my time. <laughs> we had some terrific celebrations. We caught up with the great man Duck from the Purple yeah, Rain. Wasn't wasn't Duck just in form? Very um, excited. If, if there's one way to get Ducky excited, it's a Docker's win, and uh, particularly in that sort of fashion. So. Um, it was good to see Ducky, and uh, we'll have a sh- have a chat about the night out after, maybe in the in the good segment. Hey, oh, we should do. Can you do you have the score line to read out to me? Because I'm very excited to hear it. Of course, I have the shit. Introducing <laughs> the score line from the from the massive game. So uh, the away team Essendon, fourteen goals, six ninety. About six of them were gifted. Uh, by us, and then the home team, the first home game ever won by a WA team at Opta Stadium, Fremantle, 16 goals, 10, 106 points. Oh, that triple figure, sends shivers down your spine. Exactly, triple figure ninjas. Oh, so we got, we're going to go through the good, the good from the game, we still do have some bad with some harsh critics, so we'll go through that, we're going to have a, we've got a big roughies to get through, we've got oh, some man, MRP... And then we've got an exciting little one-off segment that I don't know if you want to give a little preview. Oh, I think I don't forget how it came up, but it was, we were talking about how many uh, how many questionable milestone players Fremantle have had, and I actually went through and made a list, and the list is quite long. So um, that'll be good. I'll, I'll give you a little quiz on that. So we've got a little quiz. We'll go through the Suns game, but let's let's dive into it. Let's get into the good. Oh, what was your favourite thing? My favourite was probably... Besides the win, obviously. Yeah, besides the win, it's tough to pick one. Probably a lot of talk about the senior players and the leadership group stepping up, but really liked Fife and Mundy up forward. And I've got a note here comparing Mundy to Burgoyne up forward, like how smart and clever he looks up silky. there. He's, yeah, silky. <clears throat> that drop mark from Hurley where he just snapped it up like and just capitalised it, just came From around. 45 as well, yeah, yeah. He's just like, it spilled out to turnover and he's like, I'm not looking to give the hands, like, don't worry about this. This is going straight through. He looked very good and just Fife back to his, I suppose, an uninjured, uninterrupted pre-season for Fife, like, you know, coming off. That yeah, the marking, the, oh, the bullying, marking. just yeah. being a bully through the midfield, uh, and Monday up forward was great. Look, my favourite thing was 
Oh, I probably got two. Part one is how well the back line worked together. Yeah. And part two is how well we moved the ball from the back line to the forward line. Didn't we? And particularly there was that one play, I think we mentioned it a few times, where um, Luke Ryan took the mark, kicked out to uh, possibly Crowden, who kicked to Brayshaw, who then took like ran his measure, kicked it long, Contest by McCarthy brought it to ground. Chera got the quick hand pass up to Langdon, and then Langdon hit the target, and it yeah. ended up being Ballers. But, but you know, it just looked so quick, and it was all our young players. We were <laughs> terrific with our ball movement, and that that particular play where it's you're up against the boundary forty out, and you get that smart centering kick that just looks so good. You know, the one where yeah. they're looking at the goals, they're looking inside. I feel like we had two. And then we almost... I think there was two that we had that did that and there was a third that we just missed, but that You happened. mean like the kick that normally happens that we're trying to defend that we yes. never can? <laughs> yeah. The one where, we, like... We actually do it for once. Jono's jumping to get fingertips on it and it just flies perfectly to the man sitting 20 out in front. That's the one that it was good to be on the other end. Yeah, it just made us look like a different team, didn't it? Um, the ball movement was, was great. Thought um, Alex Pierce again has kept uh, Danaher goalless, kept Dixon to one goal. So if he plays well on a very informed Tom Lynch this week, we were saying that he's um, in line for All-Australian conversation, at least, at this Out stage of the skin, year. didn't he? He yeah. had a lot of support down there. I thought Luke Ryan, who's someone that I I particularly like, and so I'm fond of him and talking about him, he had that... He's just a... A ferocious defender and I love his attack he had that fantastic tackle on Danaher where we turned it over and he's Danaher's got it and he's just gone for the play on maybe get a snap and he's just pulled him into a great tackle I thought he was yeah. terrific I thought yeah it was definitely a team effort and I think the back line looked better yeah, when you're on, you're because, on. Because, yeah, the back line looked better because the pressure up the field was better. The whole team was linking better. Um, you know, we weren't turning that ball over as we were moving the ball. So everyone was in position or didn't look out of position. So it, it makes a big difference when you're doing those things. How about the stadium? Oh, mate. What a ripper. <laughs> Wasn't it loud as well? It was as if someone, going from Subiaco to that, it was as if, like someone turn the light on like it's well, like do you remember do you remember that old little the 1989 corolla that i was driving around in until recently yep. around perth yep. it's like stepping out of that into you know a lamborghini or something oh. <laughs> it's like someone had the dimmer down in the living room you're like sitting there having dinner and someone's got the dim the lights dim right down and you're like this ain't going yeah. on here and then they just turn it on you're like whoa you're like this is this is watching football it was a like, ripper Full strength beers went down all right too, didn't they? Oh, we've got the tasty street, tasty sports treat lounge. of being in the sports lounge. Um, but no, hats off to them and the whole the whole stadium. Look forward to the bridge. Look forward to we stumbled through the golf course of the casino, which is which is fun. So like, get over to that side of Perth. Get out of Sydney. It was relatively exciting. Um, walking along like a dirt track with fencing, like temporary fencing next to They've us. They've literally set up temporary fencing through the golf course to get access through there, which is, that's slightly, it's very Perth to do that, it's, I think. It's weird, isn't it? Yeah. I thought it was pretty good. And then uh, we caught up with Ducky after, which was great. He um, 
I think he's still out at the moment. Like, you know, he might still be in the city somewhere. <laughs> Celebrating. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't don't think he's come back down to earth yet, old Ducky. I, I have one. I've done some. I crunched some numbers from the game, Juddy. I do have one crazy, crazy stat I'd like to I'd go love to through. hear it. I thought this game, one of the biggest improvements was when the ball went inside 50, there were still some occasions where we bombed it long, but we stopped the opposition from having easy rebounds. Yeah, I completely agree. And a lot of the time it was because we used a smart, not not necessarily just, you know, easy kicks in. It was smart kicks in. So we average, we had 12 marks inside 50 and 11 tackles inside 50, which... On average, per quarter, 41% of our entries were resulting either in a mark or an effective tackle. tackle. So 41% of the time you're getting... An effective tackle as well means... It should mean a stoppage, shouldn't it? Well, it it means a stoppage, a free kick, or the ball's not clear. Yep. So I think that's a terrific, terrific effort from from numbers, really. So every entry in the quarter, 41% of the time, you're creating a mark. And I think we averaged three three marks inside 50 per quarter so you're giving yourself three set shots and then we quadrupled our output from last week in regards to that too yeah we did quadruple but I just thought that was watching it we still had a few occasions where the ball was going in long but they were not just walking it back out it was it was tough work for Essendon to rebound well I think it sort of goes into some of the things we can improve on like I think we could have taken a lot more of our chances and not just that, we could have not given them easy goals. So I think there was probably eight more goals oh, that we could have yeah. taken off them and gotten ourselves. Like we could have Definitely. swapped them. That and probably the fact leaves... that we only won by 16 leaves me a little bit concerned. But it, that you know, leads be- me to my bag. Beggars and choosers, I guess. <laughs> That's got me kicking off my bad. Go my, on. my note for the game is, is kept, them, kept them involved in the game. Kept him in the game, yes. Yeah. Particularly, you know, you think of the one like Stephen Hill hitting up a Tip and Woody who had five touches for the day or oh. seven touches for the day um, yeah. from the goal square, those sort of things. So, you know, like I think you got to take the good with the bad and there was more good than bad. But um, if we want to be serious, we clean up those things and suddenly there's no fourth quarter chance um, oh. rather than, you know, we had to work grind and grind until the end we let them kick the last three goals of the game which was disappointing and again that one that you talk about kicking it into the man on the mark and letting him get a gift there was conversation in our Frio group about 10 years hard labour per goal (laughs) yeah I think I said that 10 years hard labour son to turn around and just give it to the man on the mark is yeah so the, the backstory to that is Freo have to do 10 years of hard labour per goal they score. So it's pretty much like you have to go over to North Korea and, you know, be a slave for us yep. to get a goal, whereas we can then just give them an easy one. And it's probably the story of ever since I can remember uh, Freo. <laughs> yeah, Nothing's changed in a long time. So uh, the, other, the other thing was, what about Brad Hill's fake injury? I think I was sitting next to you at the time and I was like, oh, good Lord, that looks oh. bad. And he hops back up and had about four inside fifties in the last quarter. He's going to miss a week with a sore knee, but yeah, that um, was. I thought he was dead. I was like, nah. I was like, yeah, that to me was like, oh, big win, Brad Hill gone. I was, yeah, that was, 
and it was right on our wing and we were watching it and we were very worried for a long period yeah. of time and then he got up and ran off like it was maybe got up, was, jogged off came back on <laughs> yeah maybe we missed something yeah i think he's just didn't he was lucky he was lucky let's give him that but well, um, he'll miss a week they reckon Alrighty, that's the game, mate. Let's, let's move on from the small amount of bad. We've gone through the good, we've gone through the bad. This is I'm really excited to get to the roughies this week because it doesn't happen often in our uh, in our little helpful betting segment that both the boys get up and one of the one of the ups involves the mighty Frio Dockers. So hopefully I know I know one person in particular who got behind my my little gift. <laughs> Mate, well, you had a win on the Dockers. I had a big win on Port. I think paying three dollars something fifty. <laughs> yeah, looking good, um, aren't they? And then on the day, mate, I, I think I think I had about two same game multis come through. Had twenty five bucks on Freo. Had <laughs> I, I, I looked to check my count at um, you know ten minutes after the game, and it had just been absolutely loaded up. Tabs first goal. <laughs> All of these things just absolutely came came in hard. Um, so, what are you thinking for this for this the week coming up, mate? Now that we're on a roll. Well, I should I want to introduce the people to the term sprinkling, which is a betting term that relates to you, which is very. <laughs> Juddy loves to get a little sprinkle across the game, little one dollar to two dollar multis. So he's just hey, mate, flicking, they were paying out ninety bucks. They were paying point. out ninety. He's got, who you had, tabs to kick first goal, tabs to kick three or more, Dockers on the line, 11, 11 and a half points. Something like that, plus 11, yeah. Little $2 on that. Little sprinkle, I'll put, it, yeah. I'll put $15, so that's... Paying $45, though. <laughs> paying $45 only, but that is good sprinkling, just from a few little dollar bets. Right, paying $45 to the dollar, so it was a $90 collect, that one. <laughs> um, this week... It's a it's a tough week. There was a lot of upsets this week in the football, and I think it's going to happen again. So there's a lot of not there's no clear favourite to me. Like I mean, I look at the Hawthorne game. That's one. I think Hawks are only paying like two dollars thirty, which isn't which isn't yeah. great odds. But it's it's a tough. There isn't like the the wild card options. I, Carlton again paying two dollars sixty against Collingwood. I think that can happen. Yeah, well, look, I think Carlton versus the versus Colin Collingwood did all right last week, but you know they're just an injured team and not very yeah. good at the moment. And Carlton had a bad week, so you'd expect them to bounce back. Two dollars sixty is pretty good. The Ruse versus Melbourne. Now everyone thinks Ruse are crap, and they are. And everyone thinks Melbourne's good, and they're pretty good, but. Melbourne hasn't beaten the Ruse in something like 10 years. Ooh. Like, they literally, it is something like <laughs> they've lost 15 in a row. And for some reason, they lost to them twice last year, even though we beat them twice. They just cannot beat North Melbourne. So I'm going to get around this bet to continue, similar to being at the casino and betting on black when the last 10 have been black. <laughs> um, I'm going to get around the Ruse at $3.35, mate. That's not bad. They're due to keep it going. But these, there's a lot of tough. Like I'm looking through, seeing GWS against Sydney. GWS are paying two dollars seventeen. Like if if someone had said GWS were a dollar seventy and just flipped the odds, I would I wouldn't have not said anything. I would have been like, yeah, GWS. So that's another one of those games. But to me, I I hate it. But 
putting money on Hawthorne at $2.30. Yuck. I thought you were going to say Gold Coast for a second. No, no, Jesus, no. But I'm, I'm going We'd with have to Hawthorne. cancel the, the whole thing. <laughs> we pack it up, boys. <laughs> that is, mate, bin me. <laughs> All right, so I'll get around the Roos and you'll get around the Hawks. Well, hopefully we'll continue the, the run. All right, what about let's... what about some um, MRP? Some right. media reviews. I've got a uh, a classic, you know, a, a, a repeat offender. Uh, Mark Robinson, Robbo, uh. has said that Tom Lynch from the Gold Coast is like the white buddy, quote unquote. No, <laughs> just not ideal. Just say he's really good. He's like buddy. Just say he's like buddy. Why does he have to be the white buddy? It's right. just this guy is allergic to not having his foot in his throat, <laughs> so he's just like, oh, oh, better put it back in there. I said um, it. Yeah, bit of a bit of a nightmare. I said it on the first episode. I said, I said, Buddy was underrated, and then you sent me an article later in the week. Someone else saying, Buddy underrated, <laughs> and then to compare him to some white Tom Lynch. I've also got a note here next to my media review panel, like what I'm going to bring up, and I'll, I've got written, I don't have Foxto, Foxtel anymore, so I don't listen to the spuds. Yeah, and that which is most of Foxtel. Particularly towards Robbo. So he, he is a Mate, you need terrible... to get Foxtel Go. Get on that. I know. it's. I get onto the parents' one. They change their login. It's crazy. Oh, get into them, mate. Like, you ask Gads, them, man. Oh, can you just do the forget password? They're like, oh, Jesus. No, I've got it written down somewhere. It's like, I don't think you need it written down. Like, <laughs> can you just have it? Yeah. They're like, no, it's, written, got it on it's written on the back of the Foxtel box. I'm like, that's terrific. Yeah, that'll help. Um, mate, so there's another one um, that I wanted to. This is more directed at uh, this group that I'm in called the Dedicated Dockers Purple Army, which I'm mm. strongly considering leaving because it is literally the worst um, opinions going around, which I found is just ever since they brought out Nuffies on AFL pages, I think that's just every footy club has a bunch of Nuffies that follow it and want to comment heaps on Facebook. Yep. So basically, over the last maybe 10 to 15 days, or 10 days at least, they were all calling for um, Ross Lyon to be sacked. You know, Ross Lyon needs to go. You know, he's the worst coach we ever had. Um, blah, 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 blah. So, obviously, we have a win, a good win at that. And suddenly, you know, oh, Docker's looking really good. Like, we're, we're back, boys. Like, you know, <laughs> and literally all he's done is make three changes to the team. <laughs> one of them one of them probably unnecessary in Tucker. Yeah. Um, and, and suddenly, he's their favourite again. I just, I just hate when people can't stick to their um, convictions. And I also hate when people have really uneducated opinions but very strong at the same time like they don't really know what they're talking about but they yeah exactly um but yeah i think everyone needs to just chill out slightly well that's (laughs) with regards to ross lyon the only one that i've got written down was duffield he did the article i think i brought it up where he just bagged out after the port adelaide game and everyone was like oh here we go again so i think that's the one where he said Tabs was bad and everything like that, didn't he? <clears throat> yeah, things are never as good as they seem, but they're they're also not as bad as they seem. I think that's one of Ross Lyon's best sayings ever because he's yeah. true, and he he said that when we were eight and zero, he was like, you know, we're playing pretty well, but come on, we we could have lost a few games by now, and you guys wouldn't be talking to us. Yeah. Um, and the same happened last year when we're you know zero and 
eight or whatever it was that first year. And he's mm. like, look, yeah, we're, we're playing terribly. Um, like, what do you want us to do? Just pack it up. Yeah, <laughs> pack it in. Packer up, boys. Um, this is the second packer up, boys, for today. All right, so um, Ducky actually mentioned this on the Purple Rain, and I thought we'd run you through a little quiz. So yeah. I made a list of uh, who are, in my opinion, were the average players that have played milestone games for the Fremantle Dockers. So just for Freo, like if they played games elsewhere, they, they didn't count for this. So I'm I know that they certain. have to. I know that they have to make a milestone. So I'm kind of guessing between. 50, 100, and 150. Yeah, so look, I, I, won't, I won't get you wrong if you don't get it exactly to the game. But I'll, I'll go give you for that. the game. I'll, yeah, go for, go for the game, but also say more than 50, um, you know, more than 100, more it. than 150, yeah. more than 200, something like that. And I'll, I'll give you some um, props if you can get close. All right, Jason Norrish. Yeah. 76. 128. Shane Parker. Oh. He probably played more than 150, like 162. 238. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Sean McManus. Oh, he, mate. <laughs> He's probably second to Pav. No, he would have only just gone over 200. I'm going to say 208. It's very close. 228, 228. Craig, Craig Callahan, who is mm. a classic. 172. <laughs> Way off. So he got 95. So that was one that we, we sort of... Like how's we only let an average player play ninety five games and it's like a win. Um, all right, Daniel Bandy, who I didn't mind, but he was pretty average. He would have got to a hundred. Yeah, one hundred and five. That's not bad. James Walker. Oh, wouldn't have a clue. One hundred and fifty one. Oh Jesus! I think I, was... I think he probably had more wins in the AFL Grand Final hundred meter sprint than he did good games in that one hundred and fifty one. <laughs> Byron Shammer. Oh, he probably played 140. Mate, that's very close. 129. Oof. You might not even remember this guy. He was around when we made the finals in 06. Stephen Dodd. I do remember Dodd. He he would have played 100. Yeah, 101. Very good. Um, how about uh, Duffield, who I believe is the cousin of Mark Duffield? Yeah, Duffield's very because he made he played in the grand final side, didn't he? I'm pretty sure, yeah. He would have, I think he would have tipped 150. 171, he sure did tip 150. Yeah. What about what about Chris Main? Oh, Jesus, that's scary. The uh, $500,000 man. Oh, Main's probably in the similar boat from my mind. I reckon he's, if he's, I'm going to go 126. 172. Oh, I didn't want to say <laughs> that is, 150. That is the that's most crazy. outrageous amount of games, Chris Main. 20 of them were good. Um, Nick Subin. R.I.P. recently, or not rest in peace, but rest in peace, your footy career. He definitely played 100. I'm pretty sure I remember going to this game. 156, mate, more than 100. What about old Clanger Pierce, Clancy Pierce? Fun fact for everyone at home, my dad went to school with Clancy Pierce's old man. They used to race pigeons together. Love um, it. Back to, the, back to the question. He... I don't think he played 100, I reckon, in the 80s. He played 100 on the dot. He got his last game, I think, late in the season when we had injuries. Um, what about big Zach Clark? Looks like Tarzan plays like Jane, as Ducky would say. He's only just gone over 50. 101. Oh. <laughs> All right, and a couple of ones that are still around. Uh, Lee Spur? 
116. 120, very close. Sutcliffe? I, oh, 130. 100 flat. Um, and how about our old favourite whipping boy? How many games has Daniel Pierce played for Jesus. the Dockers? For the Dockers? For the Dockers. Okay, He's played okay. 250 total or 251 or something. How many of them with Freo? May I put you out of misery? He's played 101 games for us. <laughs> Is that not just a hectic list of players? <laughs> yeah, good. I love that. Well done. That's a very, I think well, you got very close. On a there was days. one where I was way out. I got pretty close. It's a very good point that Ducky brings up. Yeah, there's a lot of people there that have played a lot of a lot of games. Well, I hope uh, I gave people at home enough time to chime in with some answers and have a have a little Juddies game play. <laughs> Yeah, no, I love it. All right, should we have a little chat about the week to come? Yeah, the Suns game. How crazy is it? Suns, you brought this up to me on the weekend, and I had no idea. Obviously, didn't put two and two together. They do not play a home game until round until 11. round ten or yeah, eleven. Eleven like yeah. round eleven's there. Yeah, their buy is round ten. Sorry, you're right. That's crazy. So they they go went started in Cairns and then they played in Melbourne. And then they come to us this week. They stay in Perth for the Eagles the following week. So they don't leave Perth between. And then they go to Adelaide or something like that. And then they go around a bit more. End up in China in round nine. And then mm. they have the bye. And then they get home game. <laughs> How is that? That is crazy. And you know what I read in the AFL? That Geelong are chartering a special flight. It's the same flight that the Dockers took. I think it's very similar. I think... I'm not 100% on the airports. I think Geelong have a closer one that they're going to. The Fremantle one in that eliminate or the qualifying was a little bit further away. So I don't know if it's identical airports, but like Frio chartered a flight still through Virgin, same as Geelong's doing the other way with the Eagles still chartering it. But when the Dockers land, they don't land in Melbourne, get on a bus and then have that bus. They land in Avalon or wherever it is. I think it was Avalon. Avalon Airport. Yeah, it's down towards Geelong, I'm fairly sure. Yeah, so not that I don't want our avid listeners to call me out like they always do <laughs> get all these emails yeah or angry emails, but yeah mate. they were talking about your long chartering flight to eagles and i was like well hang on a minute like what about the boys have just racked up enough flybys to go like round the world in the off season for free the best is Geelong will probably kick up a stink that they have to play, they have to travel to Perth once. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, meanwhile, <laughs> meanwhile Stewie the team, Gold Coast, have to play. That was know, written in Stewie Jew's contract. Just like yeah. his, his 90,000 frequent fly points, just like straight up before round yeah, four. He's someone that won't be waiting uh, in the airport. Like he'll be straight into the lounge, mate. He'll be eating all the breakfasts as well. <laughs> So anyway, I'll moving stock up. Yes, yeah, moving That's probably into. But we're a good chance this week without we're being a great too chance. Yeah. But like, it's also a big test to see what we bring against them. Like, what are two we two in a row? Yeah, exactly. It's a big step to go from that. All right. So how do you? Are we going to be? Can consistent? we not get ahead of ourselves more or less? I think. Yeah. Was that because, just a yeah. big big game for the new stadium and, and was that just answering a lot of questions from Port Adelaide or are we you know, are we gonna get some get four points and just keep moving on with this and keep mm. improving? Well look so there's a couple of things I think um, that will be really important for this. So Alex Pierce versus Tom Lynch, we mentioned before, yeah. how big of a crack he gets. And if he it's does terrific. well, keeps him to one to two goals, he's done his job brilliantly. 
Um, and also he becomes that defender conversation, a key defender for all Australian, I think, if he can keep that up for the year, that is. Um, and then, obviously, Brad Hill's going to have a week off, so who comes in for him? Now, I was at the Peel game on the weekend, uh, and um, this was on Good Friday. I went with the old man, Rob Dock. I uh, was feeding, every, feeding our little Dockers chat um, updates throughout the game. And uh, basically, Darcy Tucker was really clean and good. Uh, he had about 28, 29 touches, kicked a really nice goal from about 51, 52 metres just to sort of ice the game. Uh, and I think he should come straight back in. The problem is Daniel Pierce also had 30-something touches, mm-hmm. but a lot of them a lot of them were junk. Um, mm-hmm. You know, turnovers, bad hand piles, passes, bad kicks. He's just very fit and quick, so he can get to a lot of contests and get a lot of ball at that level. But he gets found out by his skills. I think similar to AFL, he just has 15, 20 less because they're all as fit as him up there. But in Waffle, he's a lot fitter. Um, and then Talon Dooman was really good. But he's sort of that wing half-back position. Yeah. So I don't know if there's a spot for him. I think eventually he takes Johnson's spot, possibly Cox or him take Johnson's spot. But I think if we're going to go one change, force change that is with Brad Hill... I think it's got to be Darcy Tucker coming back in after a good game after getting dropped. Yeah, I, I tend to agree. Do we do we rest a player? Do you think there's room to put someone, and I, again, move to the point, I think there's a lot of Dockers fans as well who want to see big Sean big Darcy, Darcy play. Yeah, is there room to, to move there with Sandy? Look, I think, I think eventually Sandy should get a game off and possibly not this week, maybe next week against GWS. Go um, for it, so travelling. Don't send yep. him there. Let him just play, like, you know, six games at home or whatever it is in a row or yep. however many we have. Um, and then give Darcy a crack over there. Throw him in the hot seat a little bit, but say this is your opportunity. Mummy does um, Darcy. Darcy was really good in the ruck against uh, John O'Griffin. He was playing very spare. So it wasn't like he was rucking against some spot. He was rucking against an AFL or previously AFL-level ruckman. Yeah. Um, and he did really well, easily won the ruck battle. Um, probably didn't get that much of the ball, but neither did Sandy. Um, so he could definitely come in in the next few weeks. And it's almost like the like they bully the ruck, but don't get that much around the ground. Yeah. Um, so eventually that'll happen, I think. So I've got a few bets with Duck, actually. I forgot to um, bring it up before. Bring him up. So firstly, Ducky and I have a $20 bet that Sandy will play, I think he'll play 11 or more games, and Duck thinks he'll play less than 11 games. This was um, this was pessimistic Duck pre-season. The other bet is uh, on Frio to win, I think they'll win 10 games or more, so, you know, more than nine games, and Duck thinks they'll win eight or less. And if it's nine games, no one wins. So the pessimistic duck there as well. And third pessimistic duck bet relates relates to this week, and it's who comes in for Brad Hill. I said Tucker. He thinks Ross Lyon will pull the trigger and bring Daniel Pierce straight back in <laughs> after all the chat about rebuild last week. That's so, That could happen, though. That's the only bet yeah. of duckies that I kind of – I do tend – but the nine, the nine games no one wins, how much is that bet worth? I think they're both worth tw- – or, or this, the Tucker one's 10 and the nine games is 20, I think. What about if I throw a little wild card here? I give yeah. $10 to each of you if I'm wrong, but if nine yeah. games win, you have to each give me $10 if we get nine wins. Yeah, okay. As in you're a little half odds. <laughs> yeah. I just feel like it's a waste of a bet if someone gets nothing. 
Well, technically, the bet is for our punt club, and if nine comes up, we both pay our punt Ooh, club. Oh, that's <laughs> so no okay. Like, that's that makes sense you, now. It all makes us, sense. Yeah. yeah, that's perfect. I agree with that now. Before, <laughs> when you said that, I was very confused. I was like, "That is that is stupid, Juddy." It's like, like when the dealer gets twenty-two, you oh. know, and there's dealer push. Mate, don't get me started on. I don't yeah. want to get into blackjack at the cast. No, let's not talk about that anyway. No, no we talk about no <laughs> right. funding stuff. What do you want to happen this week? Yeah, that's what do you want to see? Just back it up, really, like a, a yeah, same effort. Would love to. Yeah. Would love to see same effort. I think Suns are looking good this year. I'm not expecting us to go out, and obviously we never really we never go out and win by ten goals. But really, it's not our jam, is it? No, compete and good skills is probably all I can ask for. And I think I, if we bring that, we'll we'll win. I think a similar work ethic, yeah, would be really good. This week, I want to see Tabner back it up. So I want him to see two games in a row where he kicks three goals. Yeah, or more. I think he that was would be very awesome good because that would establish him. It would start to establish him. Yeah, I think. Yeah, that would be, especially against if we start to get our tails up and we get a bit of a run. If it does happen, it'd be good to see him capitalise and get get a bit of confidence up the old tabs. Yeah, no, I love it. All right, mate. Well, should we leave it there? We'll leave it at that until next week. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for joining me, Matt. Thanks to everyone else for joining us. We'll see you all next week. See you later.